One Week Season. OWS Assessing Your Process podcast. I'm your host, BFritz12, on DraftKings, on Twitter, and in the OWS Discord space. All right, guys, happy uh, week nine. Man, what an interesting slate, huh? I <laughs> uh, feel like We've had two weeks now that have just been kind of ridiculous. Uh, we know that football is a high-variance sport. The NFL is a high-variance league. Um, but we've really, really seen this over the past two weeks. It's just been, I mean, crazy, really. Just, just crazy to um, see how certain teams are performing to see who's outperforming one another, uh, you know, to, to see Josh Allen and the Bills losing versus the Jags. Uh, there's there's just been so many things that are happening. My, my Bears uh, almost beating the Steelers on Monday night. Uh, just so, so much. And with that, that makes this conversation, this space that we have here, all that more important because when we have these kind of like roller coaster weeks, it's as you know, I talk about this all the time in this space and you know, you'll, you'll, you'll know this if you've hung out with me before, uh, but emotion DFS is an emotional sport. It's an emotional game. And it's important that we acknowledge that first and foremost, but then also be able to improve our relationship with that and not let that uh, be the thing that steers our ship and our thought process and what we end up doing because of that, our actions. So with all that, uh, I kind of mentioned it to those hanging out live here pre-pod. But I did not do my assessment document this week. The reasoning behind that is that I had yet another losing week, making it eight of nine weeks for me to start the year. So halfway point in the season, uh, just just getting absolutely crushed. And so what I noticed after the weekend, I I was a little bit more. Uh, almost desensitized to it at this point um, because of what the year has been for me. There's been almost a sense of I, I'm like I'm used to losing at this point and I know I'm going to lose. And, and you know how it feels like when you you almost forget what it feels like to win. Uh, and JM mentioned this. I don't remember if it was a, an inner circle segment or what it was, but he kind of mentioned being in slumps and he kind of mentioned talking to individuals. Oh, I think he was he was talking about uh, talking to Scott Barrett on the chat pod and him just being down on himself and just like how that mindset can affect you. Uh, I don't believe it has affected my play to this point, but because of where I'm at now and because of how I kind of ended the weekend, just feeling really uh, kind of low energy. And like I said, almost a desensitized feeling to it um, kind of triggered for me uh, that I need to make some, I need to do something at this point. I need to make some sort of change some way, somehow. And I will be going through my lineup here live and we'll just kind of talk about that and what it looks like, uh, what I like, didn't like, etc. But kind of wanted to preface all of this because this high level is really important. And so this is just happening to be mid-season here, but I'm using that as a really kind of 
logical uh, point for me to take a little bit of a breather. And so with this, what I'm about to kind of like walk through and share like what that's looking for looking like for my process also comes with a confession. Uh, I really don't want to do this. It really makes me sick to my stomach. But I'm going to do it anyways, hoping that it is for the 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 greater good of of all of you listening, wherever you may be, whoever you may be, uh, and for myself to come clean and for us to grow and get better together. The confession is that I've burned through my entire bankroll halfway through the season. Now, if you have been hanging out with me for the past few weeks or for the majority of this season, you'll know that I was putting in more of my bankroll than what the numbers would say for the first handful of weeks. And my kind of my assessment after the first quarter of the season was, okay, got to chill on this. I'm what I've said before is like, I'm, I'm always okay putting in a little bit more than what is like my weekly bankroll allocation if i feel like i have a particular edge that week if the slate sets up in such a way that is tilted in my favor then i'm okay with that that's something that is a calculated risk or bet that i'm willing to make because in the end it will be plus ev Now, the problem is when you do that week after week, and I talked about that, I think it was like week five or six or something like that, and I just got really honest, and I was like, well, that works for like a week here or there, but you can't do that every week. You can't say that every week, and one of the things that I had noticed a couple weeks ago, and I think I talked about a little bit on here, was that because I felt that there's a difference between having an edge because of your play style and having a really good feeling about your rosters. So I'd be curious to know, you know, you guys can, uh, you know, feel free to jump up here later uh, or hit me up in the chat or whatever, or DM me later or whatever it is. But I'd be curious to know for any of you if you've done that, which, and that is, I feel really good about this week. I feel feel really good about this roster. And so I'm going to go all in. I'm going to put in like, you know, double what I was going to or 50% more than what I was planning on doing. And the the thing that I had mentioned, I think it was a week or two ago, was just like, just because you feel really good about a bet doesn't actually make it a stronger bet. Like the, your, your human emotion or feeling about that uh, does not change the actual odds. So that's been, those two things have kind of been a part of how this has happened for me. Now, the other part, which, you know, of course it realizes itself this year uh, when I was (laughs) kind of playing a little bit more aggressively, was I told myself, well, it doesn't matter because even though I'm putting in a little bit more bankroll, I'm not. I'm never gonna lose four weeks in a row. I'm never gonna lo- lose five weeks in a row. And here I am. I've essentially lost for an entire half a season. Now we we've spent more time. I'm not gonna go too far into this today because I've spent a little bit of time on it in the past, and I really kind of want to hammer this specific uh, thing home today. But I know I'm a sharp DFS player. Does that mean that there? aren't pieces of my process that could use uh, work or improvement? No, of course not. We can always grow. We can always be getting better. But when it comes down to it, I'm pretty sharp. So for me, I don't have to go through the process necessarily of trying to figure out, oh, do I need to like burn it all down, build it back up? We talked about this a little bit last week. Uh, It's more of, hey, things just aren't working out for you right now. And that's going to happen. That's going to happen at times during DFS. That's going to happen at times during life. And so it's important to 
understand that and not have the uh the kind of uh what would you call that almost like the the toxic toxic optimism of well i won't lose nine weeks in a row because anything can happen so we're here we're at this point in the season where i have lost for half a season now and as I said, kind of at the end of the weekend was just kind of like desensitized to it all, like pissed, of course, but also just like, well, nothing else matters. You know, it just doesn't matter at this point. So like, whatever. Um, and so what I am going to do because of that is I am taking a bye week, essentially. I am showing up for, for you guys today. I'm recording this. This is a great place for me to process all of this. I am recording the... Uh, the pod, the, the first peak pod with Lex and Majestic later tonight. But besides that, I am taking a breather on my process. Um, for, for any of you that check out the, the box score document or the, um, like I said, the reflection document I didn't complete, taking a bye week. Didn't fill those things out because at this point, you know, this is this is exactly why teams do it, right? They they need a break, they need a chance to recoup, they need a week to just rest, uh, to you know, to sleep, to eat better, to not be on the road, you know, whatever it is, that's necessary. And so I'm kind of just, you know, very easily adapting that I'm treating my this week for myself as very low pressure. I am doing what feels good. I am not forcing myself to stick to my normal process. And the reason that I'm sharing this is because that may sound counterintuitive. It may, it may seem like, okay, well, Ben, shouldn't you be really, really paying attention to your process? Shouldn't you really be trying to tweak it? Um, shouldn't you be going at it harder than ever? But when it comes to this kind of thing, because there is such an emotional component to DFS. There is such a creative component. You know, JM talks about this. Uh, a lot of guys talk about this at OWS, just like how roster creation, it's a, it's a very unique creative experience. Yes, there's a lot of data that goes into this, but ultimately there is some level of creative processing that goes on. And because of that, the best course of action is generally not going to be working harder, going at it harder, pushing myself more. So I wanted to just kind of like highlight how that's looking for me, because that is absolutely what I would recommend if you are having a similar situation. I've had, like I said, I've had this conversation with others, and that's been my recommendation is like pull, pull back a little bit, step back. Uh, and whatever that looks like for you, you know, if you have a massive bankroll, uh, you know, maybe you're not, you didn't spend your bankroll already like me, or uh, you're you're not in a tight place with that necessarily, but you're just feeling like in a, just a, a funk. Uh, you know, the, the way that I've been thinking about this is like, I got the yips and I gotta, gotta change something up. And the answer is rarely going to be working harder. So stepping back, having fun with it this week, uh, I am going to be, and I actually started doing this on the, like for showdown and the primetime slate and like the, the Monday to Thursday slate, just started playing the like $1 contests, just doing those purely for fun, getting some skin in the game, keeping my, my mind and my creative process moving and engaged with it but all the pressure off right because whether again regardless of what your bankroll is because this is something that is tied to money and dollar signs and you know the the green numbers on DraftKings uh your the psychology of that is very real there's going to be some connection to that and so playing lower dollar contests 
significantly lower dollar contests would be one of the things that I highly recommend. And then and I, I highlighted this at the end of last week, too, but um, figure it's worth mentioning here. Playing lower dollar contests just for fun, stay engaged with it, but now you're you're not nearly as invested uh, literally or kind of uh, mentally, emotionally. And play different slates, play different contest sizes, pl- do things that you wouldn't normally, shake it up for yourself, do things that don't feel so rigid, that don't feel so process-oriented. Process is huge, right? Like that's everything we talk about in this space. But in order to preserve the long-term integrity of your process, sometimes taking a step back, sometimes taking a small break, sometimes messing around for a week or two weeks or four weeks, depending on where you're at, could be the antidote, could be the thing that is most helpful. So with that, that's kind of the high level for me. Uh, I am going to review my roster here. Like I said, if you guys are here live, feel free to drop anything in the uh, reflection thread uh, channel so I can take a look at that. If you have questions around anything I just talked about. As for my lineup, uh, I did, I know I had been doing some, talking about some short slate lineups on here. Wasn't playing a bunch of main slate, but I did play main slate again this week as I did last week and my roster ended up looking like Jacoby Brissett Ezekiel Elliott Miles Gaskin Amari Cooper Manny Sanders Jerry Judy Mike Jasicki Travis Kelsey and Bill's defense so what was my strategy this week in small field tourneys? That's important to mention because obviously our builds depend on what kind of tournament we're entering or if it's a cash game. And yeah, for me, always with with usually with these rosters that I'm talking about here, uh, focusing on small field play, bankroll building, uh, you know, definitely <laughs> gotta build that back from the ground up now. Um, doing that in small field tourneys. So what I am generally looking for, a strategy that I have hit most of the season that has not worked out for me, but I'm not giving up on just yet, and I'll tell you why in a second, is game stacking. Essentially picking games that I feel really good about and taking many pieces from that game. So four or five pieces from that game. And if I get that thing right, I am in a good spot and only need to get a few floating pieces right. Now, I mentioned this last week, and it's very much the case again this week, which is probably not just for me, but for many people. Um, This was just simply not a week where I was going to win. And that is something I can live with. I am totally okay with that. I know who I am as a player. I know what my is. Like I said earlier, I know I am sharp enough and I just wasn't going to win. I just wasn't going to win the way that I build. And so it's really, really important on weeks like this for me and I would say for you as well to be able to identify that and and let that go. <laughs> so like you, you just when things start, you know, the the chips start falling, not in the way that is going to fall in line with how you play and how you build, you just have to chalk that up to a loss. This is ultimately betting, right? And so this week was very much a week for me where I wasn't going to win. I'm I'm totally okay with that. Uh, so back to the strategy side of things. I had said, let's see, I put this in. Um, I have a, try to get back to doing my Saturday sharpening document, which I was doing last year. If you are in OWS, this is a public podcast. Uh, if you are in OWS and have, or you do have access to the OWS collective and the share Google Drive, it is in there. And essentially what I do at the end of the weekend uh, on a Saturday, like while I'm building rosters to help me create clarity, the thing that I said that I was 
planning on doing was I will build lineups around certainty and volume without trying to get too cute. If you joined me last week, you know why, because I talked about that, getting too cute. I will let others make mistakes. I think this was talked about a decent amount at OWS last week as well, uh, and even in, into week eight as well. The the thing with with this, though, over a, a week eight and week nine has been that even those spots with a level of certainty and confidence have gone completely awry. Uh, looking at you, Chiefs and Bills. So, as you noticed, as I went through my lineup there, my main stack was Jacoby Brissett, Miles Gaskin, Mike Jasicki, with no bring back from Houston. I did entertain Brandon Cooks for a bit. Uh, I wasn't... I, I loved him early in the week. I kind of got off him by the end of the week because I didn't love how the... While I expected heavy volume from um, Tyrod coming back, I just didn't love the way that he set up against the Miami defense, who has kind of been... Uh, playing receivers a little bit tighter, more of what was expected of them recently, and just figured they would key on Cooks heavily, uh, allowing to, uh, or sorry, Tyrod to go other places with the ball, but not to Cooks. I was okay with these guys, and I kind of uh, laid this out for myself earlier in the week. I was okay with taking these guys with no bring back because I didn't think that I needed it. Why did I go Miami? Again, referencing something I talked about last week, have to be careful betting on bad teams. Bad teams are bad for a reason. <laughs> uh, when you're building around them, you are taking on more risk, even if things work out from a salary or a projection standpoint. With that, the, the last minute news with Tua being out, I actually liked a bit. Um, I didn't, I, 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 I liked it, but I didn't like it. I liked it from the perspective of, I didn't think things changed a ton with Jacoby Brissett, just because the matchup was so pristine against Houston. And I was happy to pay even less than I was already in pay for Tua, but clearly the, the upside, you know, the upside in quotes that Tua has or had was definitely diminished by going down to Jacoby. Probably going to push the field, the length of the field less, um, probably shorter passes, things like that. With that, I was willing to take his $45,000 salary in that game environment where I just expected Miami to do everything they could to get a win. You know, facing another terrible team and figured that, uh, you know, coaching on the coaching staff they got they have to do something because they are just a complete mess and so i like them to be rather aggressive in this spot even if they were winning i acknowledge that i was taking on more risk here but i went with it anyways so i had brissette gaskin and jasicki um the those guys combined at their prices uh let's see they were that's like 5K. Can't do quick math here. Um, so, so low in salary for these three guys that were probably going to be somewhat aggressive facing this terrible defense. Uh, for me, I was totally willing to take that as kind of like the, the base, the foundation of my roster. Understand that their ceiling is a little bit fragile but figured they had a decent floor and they pretty much hit their floor in this case, you know, Brissett scoring 11 and a half points, Jasicki scoring nine and a half. So you're getting, you know, just over, you're getting 21 with those two guys. And then Gaskin kind of hit what was probably his, uh, you know, like median projection at 16 and a half points. So I was definitely hoping for something like 45 out of those guys with upside for 60 or something like that. Um, but didn't get there. Secondary correlation or stack here was Zeke Elliott, Amari Cooper, coming back with Jerry Judy. 
E. This is something that heavily early in the week, I noted this game environment, was paying attention to it. I wasn't super high on it though, but because of my strategy, which was building around spots that felt certain to me, this was end up what I ended up coming back to. Um, I didn't realize that Amari Cooper was sub 6K. And while there's reasons for that, kind of like JM had highlighted near the end of last week, I was really interested in him and his ceiling in this spot against this underwhelming Denver defense. And with Dallas at home, I thought that the, while I didn't love Zeke Elliott either, I thought that the upside uh, between Zeke and Amari was pretty solid. And so ultimately ended up settling on playing those guys as a block, which, you know, uh, again, right? Like we're talking about this very week nine thing that happened, which is, you know, Dallas got blown out at home, right? Like the, the scoreboard doesn't really quite show what happened. Uh, they had a goose egg until I think it was, like early into the fourth quarter, midway through the fourth or something like that. But, you know, one of those things that you just can't and don't expect to happen whatsoever. Maybe if that game is played in, in Denver, but definitely not at home in Dallas. So, yeah, I feel like that was that was running pretty bad there between those guys. I didn't love, love the play. I wasn't like super excited to play Zeke and Amari uh, just because I haven't loved playing the Dallas offense because they've similar to Green Bay they've just been operating kind of off of efficiency this year but I thought they would get there in this spot where you know figured they would score four touchdowns brought it back with Judy who I liked a lot last week didn't really get there or definitely didn't get there um, as part of what I figured the game flow would be if I'm betting on Zeke and Cooper putting up a decent score then Jerry Judy would have a handful of volume coming back. Six, six catches for 69 yards. That's, you know, pretty average for what Judy would do, given his role. You know, he's got upside there for touchdowns, just didn't flow through him. And then my one-off pieces were Manny Sanders, Travis Kelsey, and Bill's defense. Yeah, I just really liked both Manny Sanders and Travis Kelsey this week. I really wanted to go back to Manny after his goose egg last week. Always love playing guys like that. And, you know, just prime matchup against Jacksonville, who's just been ridiculously burnable in the secondary this year. And, you know, I if you watch that game, I would love to hear how this happened because I didn't get a chance to see any of it. But I mean, watching that box score throughout the day was just like bizarre to me. I was like, how in the hell is this happening? Like it was by far the least likely thing on the slate uh, because Buffalo is arguably the best team in the NFL right now in terms of the, the uh, you know, the combina- the combined strength of their offense and defense. So just absolutely wild there. Uh, Sanders, you know, hit, did hit double digits with four catches for 65. But uh, yeah, I, I, I love the play there, though. And definitely from a process standpoint, I would do that 10 times out of 10. Travis Kelsey in the flex. I really liked Kelsey and uh, Keenan Allen in the flex spot in the late games. I really thought that both of these guys had a ceiling that has kind of been unrealized as of late. They were a similar price. Kelsey was 7,000. Keenan was uh, 6,700. I knew that the field wasn't going to be on Keenan. And just really, he, while his role is short area targets and it does take a lot of volume for him to get there, he can get there. And in this spot, I fully expected him to. We talked about this a little bit last week on the first peak pod as well. But the best way to attack the Philadelphia defense is throws underneath. And I didn't, I I liked Eckler. I wasn't sold on him. I didn't love him. Didn't feel the need to jam him in. I would have been happy if I ended up on him. But I didn't love him. I I just, it was just kind of a feeling. I didn't think that he would, um, 
put up as high of a score as most people were probably expecting. And I, I ran kind of good because he, you know, he was in a good spot. Um, but his scores have been spiked quite a bit by touchdowns. And while that was definitely something that he uh, had the capability of for in this spot, I just didn't quite see it. Um, so again, ran kind of kind of hot because he definitely was in a good spot. But uh, I don't remember what Keenan's final score was. Travis Kelsey did end up having a good game. He finally got in the end zone, five catches, 68 yards. And that was another game environment I was betting on going quite a bit differently than it did. Uh, didn't think it was going to be shootout necessarily, but I was thinking that it was a solid place for Kansas City to bounce back. Thought that, uh, again, we talked about this in the first peak pod. Green Bay's defense has been good, but they haven't faced super strong opponents. And so, you know, I'm just kind of waiting for this week uh, where the Chiefs bounce back and look like themselves. Admittedly, after watching them for a handful of the past weeks, they definitely don't look like it's going to happen anytime soon, but uh, they are capable of it. I figured that, you know, Kelsey would be somewhat popular, but I just liked his chances at going for 25 in this spot. And then Bills D, finally ending up on Bills D. This was one of my favorite plays of the week. I was actually really happy to see that Hilo had mentioned it, I believe, uh, when he was talking about leverage plays in his article, because I thought that the Bills defense was one of the best leverage plays on the slate. We don't normally think of defenses as that, but because Josh Allen was going to be popular and, <clears throat> excuse me, and because the Bills were the most expensive defense on DraftKings figured that they would be really low owned. And if you end up getting a touchdown or some big plays out of them early in the game, you're scooping up some of those points that Josh Allen is not getting. And so you are shooting up above the field in that regard. Again, from a process standpoint, love it. Uh, wouldn't have done anything differently there. Just kind of, again, ran bad in the sense that Buffalo's defense has been nails recently. Just really, really strong. And uh, yeah, to finish with eight points, I feel like that was pretty much their floor in this spot first Jacksonville, uh, but Jacksonville didn't really have to chase a ton of points, which was what I was counting on. So that is my lineup I'm placed or sorry, scored 105. So we're back to back weeks with scores that are, you know, under like 120 ish or so. So just absolutely brutal. What I want to share here is <laughs> making it about you. You're not a scrub if you didn't cash in week nine or in week eight for that matter. These have been two very crazy weeks. And while I've had a rougher first half of the season than many people have, um, these last two weeks have been really, really crazy difficult. And so I kind of wanted to make it a point on here at some point in this pod today to mention that uh, you're not a you're not a fish if if you had a brutal week or if you scored like me a hundred in attorney or less uh, it was one of those wild weeks and for some people it set up well whether it was luck or whether it was the type of player that they are for a lot of people though this week was not going to be a good one because it was just so far and away from what we could have expected. With that, I'm going to take a breath here. We are 40 minutes in. Uh, if you are wanting to come on up, you can raise your hand. I'll get to that in just a second. Um, yeah, just to like step back for a minute to kind of combining what I talked about with this roster, with some of the earlier things. I do think that regardless where you're at, how good or bad of a year you're having on the stat sheet, on your bankroll tracker, um, 
just taking some time this week or next, if you're too into the week already, uh, taking some time to high level assess your process. So, you know, we're doing this in here on a weekly basis, but stepping back even further for a second and looking at where you're at at this point in the season, honestly asking yourself, why? You know, and that's again why I went into the depth that I did before with my situation is it's important to understand the macro of where you're at. It's very easy to get in the weeds of week to week. I won this week, I lost two weeks, I won this week, I lost four weeks. Uh and to kind of get on that roller coaster, but to step back and look at the roller coaster from a high level and understand how that's been occurring, where the dips have come in, where the hills have come in. And if that aligns with your play style, the way that you're, you've been playing or the way that you want to play. And if that is something you want to continue despite results, something you want to make some tweaks to, or something that you need to seriously consider what's going wrong here, then that's important. Calling that out, identifying that is really, really important because if you don't do that, the next half of the season here, the second half of the season could end up being on autopilot. It could end up being driven by the emotional roller coaster that you're on and without any context or stepping back, zooming out to understand why you're at where you're at, what you're doing well, what you're not doing well, then it's going to be really difficult to do that in a very objective, intentional way. So just wanted to note that and encourage you to do that. Uh, you can use the, because this is essentially what I'm going to do too, is using my weekly document and taking that and, uh, you know, just essentially asking yourself similar questions, but from this more zoomed out view of half of a season, looking back at this first half of a season and assessing your process. You are already ahead of the curve if you are listening to this, if you are in this space live on OWS in the Discord, or if you are listening to the recording of this, you are already ahead of the game. You're already doing the right things because you are spending time learning about your process, learning about the process of others. So definitely create some space for that. Uh, shoot me any questions uh, here or in the reflection thread, or in messages, if you have any on that, because I feel really strongly about that. But if you need help structuring what that could look like, other than using my document as a framework, then feel free to hit me up. All right, We've got about 15 left here. So I'm going to open up the requests. Uh, so if you guys have questions, feel free to hop on up. Uh, we got one in the chat here. Let's see. All right. Yeah, like I said, if you guys, anybody wants to come up, just go ahead and raise your hand. I will get to the question in the chat here first. All right, HDE0703 says, wow, love the getting real in here. Not many in a position like me, B for its 12, would admit something like this. I'm near that point myself. I've decided to cut back rather than completely step away. Probably playing cash only this week, maybe a handful of cheaper single entry. Thanks. Yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, no, like I said, not easy. I was I was kind of sick coming on here. Uh, <laughs> re, you know, am I, re, am I really going to do this? Am I really going to out myself? Uh, but thought just felt like the right thing to do. If it stimulates conversation, then again, it's it's good for 
all of us. Tenacious D, bring you up in just a second, man. Uh, actually, here, I'll bring you up now, and then I'll just keep you on mute, mute for a sec while I finish this up. Um, yeah, love it. Love it. Like you said, uh, pulling back rather than necessarily doing a, a full step back. And yeah, you know, at the end of the day, it's I, I feel that we all know what's best for us on some level. And so it's just getting really honest with what that is. And for me this week, like I said, because I do a handful of documents for the share Google drives. Uh, and I was just I had no, no excitement, no energy to do those things. And so I was like, yeah, I'm not going to push anything, just going to give myself the week going to play a bunch of uh, like really, really low dollar, you know, like a, a dollar, uh, maybe three dollars, but like quite literally keeping it to a dollar uh, competition or attorneys this week, literally just to have some fun with it. But yeah, man, thanks for the feedback. Appreciate it. And uh, yeah, that's what, I'm, that's what I'm here for, I guess. <laughs> Tenacious D, what's up, man? Thanks for hopping on up here. Hey, can you hear me all right? Oh, shit. My Discord's doing this thing again where I can't hear you. I had this problem last week, too. How about now? Anybody would have experience with this, but if you do or have any thoughts on why this might be happening, hit me up in the reflection thread. I can see, Tenacious Deed, that you're talking, but I cannot hear anything. I know that the sound of my computer has been working. I'm like wondering if it's something in Discord. Uh, All right. All right, let's try this again, Tenacious D. <laughs> I think it's, I really do think it's on my end, but hey there, can you hear me? Can you hear me now? Damn. Yep. I got nothing. Uh, all right. Well, like I said, this happened last week, and I didn't find anything wrong with my end, but it's definitely on my end. Apologies. Uh, Tenacity, if you want to, if you feel like it, you can drop it, uh, your, your comments in the reflection thread. I know it's a little bit messier, not quite as easy as doing this live here. Um, yeah, and then I'm, I'm going to have to reach out to somebody that knows something about this space in Discord because, like I said, I know my computer sound works, but it is not coming through. All right, let me jump into the... <laughs> uh... Yeah, have I tried turning it off and flinging feces at it? Not yet, but I'm I'm getting pretty close. Just just in general here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like I said, sorry, man. Apologies for that. Always, you know, it's good to have you back. I know we've chatted in here before. Uh, yeah, feel free to throw it in the reflection thread. Yeah, okay. I see you typing now. Yeah, sorry guys. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to get with tech support and figure out what's up here because I thought that I maybe set things up differently than that last week, but apparently not. Give tenacious D a second here to type that out. Yeah. So anybody else that has questions, uh, comments, whatever, go ahead and throw it in the reflection thread. I'll kind of just hang out here for a few while we're doing that. Let's see if I had anything else here. All right, I think I got everything from a high level. Thanks for hanging in there. Just checking my notes to see if I had anything else I wanted to hit on today. Yeah, I'm curious too, just, you know, if anybody feels like it, uh, you know, 
drop what you've done. You know, I'm, I'm kind of sharing like my approach and things that I think are helpful when you go through a, a dry spell like this. But if you guys have your your own thoughts or things that have worked for you in the past, I'd love to hear them. Just in general, too, like I said, this is one of those things that's pretty translatable to life as well. When you're when things just aren't working out in your favor, sometimes you just gotta shake shit up, approach it differently, shift your perspective, and just keep at it. You know, I think that's the biggest thing is not giving up hope or, or not uh you know, that's why this is so important because if you are assessing your process on a weekly basis, you are you understand that you're you're not a complete idiot, right? Like you're doing the work, you're putting the stuff in, and that's why we always talk about process over results, is because it's like, okay, I have this understanding of like I'm I'm assessing myself every week. I am you know, I'm doing everything it takes to be sharp. I'm reading all these guys at OWS. I'm reading the, the NFL Edge. I'm doing the work. I'm building rosters. Chances are I'm not a complete dunce. <laughs> all right, Tenacious D is typing some of this out here. Yeah, he says, thank you for putting this together. It's invaluable to have commiseration with others that are learning how to improve their process and play. Honest, transparent, and simply realistic. This shit ain't easy. It's a grind. <laughs> uh, yeah, it uh, really is. And that's, you know, kind of like what I was just saying, too, is it's a, it is a process. It is a process and understanding your process, understanding who you are as a player is important because it grounds you in <laughs> what is uh what is happening around you. All right guys, yeah, anybody else go ahead and comments questions in the chat. I'll hang on for just another minute here. He also mentioned that there was a bunch of listeners at the beginning of the season for this segment, and now there's not nearly as many people. <laughs> um, and yeah, as uh, as you mentioned there too, somebody else just threw in like it is a tough time slot, and yeah, it is for sure. Um, but just to his point uh yeah there has been a drop off and there's been a drop off over the other segments as well and that's that's what's going to happen right i mean you consider somebody in my situation or even somebody in close to a situation my, my you know mine's pretty much worst case scenario um you have somebody in that situation and it is hard it is difficult it is a grind it is a process and for a lot of people, if those results aren't panning out, they're going to throw in the towel. And that's why I, I mentioned the 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 midweek or sorry, the, the mid year review, too. And just kind of, you know, it doesn't have to be a super long involved thing. Like take 30 minutes out of your week, out of your uh, your normal process or add it in later in the evening or, you know, get up 30 minutes earlier. Run through that stuff for yourself. And do what it takes for me as i mentioned it's really scaling back for this week maybe even next week just kind of um figuring out what i can do here going forwards in terms of bankroll what i feel comfortable with and also giving myself a breather from the dfs play itself I'd still be engaged with all this stuff but just not in the in with the intensity that i was before um do that so that you have the energy for the rest of the season. If you don't make that space for yourself or aren't doing this on a weekly basis, it's going to be really, really difficult to have the stamina over the course of the year and to ride the ups and downs. 
All right, Tenacious D's got a couple more things here and I'm going to wrap this up. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> he just said if it wasn't for variance, the game would be negative EV to play because the masses would never get paid for their negative EV moves. Yep. Uh, <laughs> it's, in other words, it's weeks like this that make DFS a profitable endeavor. Totally. That and not abandoning your process, not abandoning what you've learned to this point, the knowledge that you've gathered both about the NFL and about DFS play, that's what you need to be leaning into this point. Don't don't let the emotions take over. All right. Yeah, and then he threw in, he's got a link to the uh, his O-line, D-line matchups for, he does this weekly, and it's awesome. <laughs> I immediately started using it myself. So, you know, thanks again. Shout out to Tenacious D for, for doing that. It's a really awesome document. This is one of the best things you can do, especially when assessing running backs and we always want to usually are looking for for certainty and volume and and match up there so um check out that sheet of his in the share google drive it's really impactful but all right guys i am going to get out of here today thank you for joining me thank you for hanging out thank you for not judging me too harshly uh <laughs> I am going to continue to show up for you guys for OWS and yeah, you know, it's, it's all part of the process. It's all part of the, the ride that is DFS. And I'm just going to take a little bit of space in my personal process this week to get back to making this fun for me, uh, making sure I know who I am as a player and re gaining my energy to attack things hard for the rest of the season in the way that works for me and my updated bankroll. Thanks guys for hanging out. This is B for its 12 and I hope to see you at the top of the leaderboards in week 10. Later. Bye.